It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? The Washington Wizards dropped to the Miami Heat in the first ever in-season tournament game for the Washington Wizards, one twenty-one to one fourteen. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk. We're going to ask a question: Is Denny Avia the third option, or do we need to see more? And then we're going to preview Monday night's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. Rock with us tonight. Next on Locked On Wizards. You are locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Appreciate you guys tonight, and thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On podcast network your team every single day and tonight's episode is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use promo code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase so uh tonight we are going to recap the wizards loss to the miami heat we're going to look at whether denny of y'all could be a consistent third option in this offense and we're going to do a preview for monday night's game against the philadelphia 76ers in the city of brotherly love so looking at the Miami game. This is the first in-season tournament game for the Washington Wizards. Um, and <laughs> kind of a different game, you know. I think Miami was up by as much as 25. But that again, the second unit, or really the third unit, the, these young guys came um, led by Eugene and Ryan Rollins really brought the game closer, and it was a seven-point game. So E, you know how we do this year, man. We're not really looking at the reasons why we won or lost, but really. What young guy kind of showed out to you and what young guy really needs to kind of step it up? Yeah. So I'm, I know Brennan, you were under the weather a little bit. I, I got bad allergies, so I can't, <laughs> uh, you know, talk too long. So uh, sorry to the audience as well. If I sound a little stuffy, but uh, I, I really like Eugene. Eugene, once again, uh, Blau played well at part at times of the game. 
I really like the alley oop that Eugene threw to Bilal at the end of the game. And Ryan Rollins just really put pressure on the defense. I mean, on the opposing team's point guard. He got up in Josh Richardson's grill uh, to the point where he had to, had to sub their starters back in. And it's basically this is the same script every game. The starters and the starters actually played pretty well in the beginning. They started off hot in that first quarter. We're knocking down threes. Danny had a couple threes, but to get back to the young guys. Um, I thought Ra- I love Rollins' effort on the defensive side of the, of the court. He's just picking up guys up full court. Um, and Johnny Davis played a lot better. He just knocked down shots. You know, he was confident. He took open looks, got to the basket, uh, got to the paint, five for five from the field, hit that one three that he had wide open, 11 points. Uh, he played with some confidence out there. So I really like the way that he played. This is great for him. Um, this is why I just say just, just give the young guy a chance. I know everybody's ready to give up on him and ship him off and – you know, say he's a bust and stuff like that. But just give him some time. This is a time, this is a year where, where guys are supposed to develop anyway and just focus on the young talent and young guys developing and see what we have in some of the young guys. Uh, like I said, Bilal played well. He played well. I thought he played hard. Now, he get, he did get lost in the sauce uh, guarding uh, Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson hit a couple threes, then Duncan Robinson cut to the basket and had an easy layup. So this was a learning experience for Bilal out there, just going up against a guy who's just going to be constantly, constantly moving around uh, as a movement shooter. Uh, like I said, I like Eugene, his intensity. He got up in Brian, uh, Thomas Bryant, the former wizard. He got up in his face. It looked like they were going back and forth a little bit there. Um, so that's two guys that, you know, are definitely, definitely play hard for sure. So Eugene wasn't taking any, taking any stuff from Thomas Bryant. And I like that. Um, but yeah, that's about it from the young guys. I thought, uh, I thought they all showed some toughness once again. And then if we want to consider Denny as a young guy, I mean, I really like the way that he played, man. He got to the basket. He had a nice dunk in, in the lane because the heat, they like to play zone a lot. So the lane was wide open. Denny, he's not thinking. He's just playing basketball. And that's yeah. what I love right now. He's just playing basketball. He's not thinking too much. Um, of course, there's other things going on in, in his home country, but he's just focused on ball right now and doing what he can do. You saw even the jumper. The jumper looks a little bit better. I mean, not a little bit better. It's looking better. He's hitting step backs, movement shots, one for two from the three-point line. Uh, which is not a lot of threes, but six or eight, eight from the field. Playing with a lot of confidence, getting to the basket. So I, I love the way that Diddy played last night. Or, yeah. Um, Friday night. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm going to consider him a young guy. Um, and yes, he has really stepped it up on the offensive end. I mean, we know we, you know, we said all the time, we know what he can do from the defensive end, but offensively, he's becoming a lot more consistent as far as his offensive um, input, man. I mean, if you look at it, 14 points, shot six for eight from the field. One for two from three. So, I mean, two turnovers, but overall, I mean, very impressed with what I've seen in him this season, man. You know, he, he really has started to come to his own offensively. You know, he's he's aggressive. You know, he's, he's not hesitant on, you know, shooting jumpers. You know, like you said, he's really, really – I mean, look, that bag must have ignited something with him, man, you know, because he must have got his first check because I'll tell you right now, you know, he this is a whole new player on the offensive end. So I love what I see from Danny, man. Love it. Um, you you mentioned it, and uh, we talked about it before we got on, man. Um, again, and really, you can say this, the same thing, Denny. You know, Johnny Davis and Denny has gotten a lot of smoke, <laughs> and we've been hard on them, man. But I I tell you what, you know, Johnny Davis came in, thirteen minutes, five for five for the field, one for one from three, eleven points. I like what I saw from him, man. You know, you know that's the type of performance I want to see from him. Uh, because we we said that, you know. With Shemet being on the team, we, we kind of expected around 15 minutes. So he got 13, and Schmidt got 14. And uh, so, yeah, those two guys really impressed me. You know, Johnny Davis, you know, his aggression, uh, he looks a little more comfortable out there. So I love it. Um, look at that. I, I don't know. I'm not really going to consider him a young guy, but Landry Schmidt, man. Like, <laughs> if he ain't shooting threes, I mean, he's just – he's out the game. I mean, he's got a, 
I don't know. I mean, I know we have to the deadline. I don't know if they intend on moving it. I, I don't know, but we got to find some way to get the over for Johnny Davis to overtake him for minutes because he's non existent over two. And that was it. You know, I mean, like I said, if he's not shooting jumpers, he's just out of the game. So I just, he needs to get some DMPs. I'm sorry. It's time to give Johnny Davis those minutes um, because to me, the priority is to find minutes and evaluate Johnny Davis. I mean, Shemet, we know what his MO is. There's a reason why he's a journeyman. None against him, but he doesn't fit the timeline. And I'd rather see Johnny Davis get those minutes. So, and then, so yeah, look at that, man. I'm very impressed with um, Denny Avia. You know, his offensive side of the ball is really coming together. And Johnny Davis, this is what I want to see from him. You know, really capitalize on the minutes that you get. But looking at everybody right now, um, Ryan Rollins, you know, he's really scrappy. I love the dog of Ryan Rollins, man. He's a scrappy guard. Uh, so, you know, I definitely believe that he is could indeed be our future backup point guard in this organization. And, again, you know, Eugene, man, is just the, the bulldozer, man. You know, he's just that guy's effort. He's just – I mean, dude's a linebacker, man. I don't know how many people. I mean, you can go ahead and take a charge against this homie if you want to, man. You're gonna be flying across the floor because this dude is is he's, he's solid. So, um, yeah, again, this third unit, I'm gonna call him the third unit because um, when I when I say third unit, it's usually when uh Eugene and Rollins get us, gets into the game, but they they're keeping us in games in the fourth quarter, man. You know, and we we talked about before that you know every game kind of has the same script, whereas you know we start, we look all right, then. They make that drive, they take that lead, and then in the fourth quarter, we kind of bring in that third unit. But that third unit has got some, I mean, look, they got some dog to them. They're keeping us in games, man. I mean, like I said, they were up by as much as 25, and we, they brought it back in the second half. And that, that third unit, man, they come in, they play with energy. They, they, they're trying to earn a contract. And I, in my belief, man, no matter what your contract situation is, that's how you play. You play like you try and get that next bag. And they're playing like that, man. You know, I love what I see from Rollins and Eugene, man. So overall, you see progress. You know, Denny is starting to come around offensively, and I like it. He's really starting to be to earn that three and a three and D. Now, I want to see him shoot more threes. You know, I want to see a couple more threes per game, really show more confidence at three-point shot. But his mid-ranges look good. You know, he's driving with confidence. So I love it, D. I love what I see from these young guys, man. Yeah, Denny's definitely added a, a mid-range game. Or he's added more to his mid-range game. He is, you know, using more moves, some step backs, um, just pulling up with more confidence. And that that's a huge thing in his offensive game is just having that mid-range game. He's not taking a lot of threes, like you said. I would like him to see him take some more and just be more aggressive uh, taking some threes. But at the same time, if he's taking to the basket and getting to the basket and dunking and finishing strong, I, I have no problem with that as well. So, uh, but yeah, it's been the same script. Uh, we'll talk about the veterans. Uh, next, but yeah, it basically is that same script where the guy, the third unit comes in. Yeah, and I will say, I don't want to take anything away from third unit, but they are playing up. They are start. They start playing against backups, and they play so well to the point where the Heat had to put their starters in. So, you know, I do want to see if West may give some of these young guys more time. I think Eugene definitely deserves some more minutes. Uh, Rollins deserves some more minutes when the game is like in the first quarter, second quarter, when the game is still competitive not just put these guys in in the fourth quarter with you know eight minutes left and then you wave the white flag and you put these guys in so i, I want to see these guys get some some competitive minutes in the first half oh absolutely absolutely so like you said e uh we're gonna look at some of the veteran guys uh we're gonna ask that question whether diddy is ready to be that third option on a consistent basis and obviously we're gonna do the preview for tomorrow night's game against the 76ers but it's nice episode is brought to you by Game time. And I go to a lot of games, man. When it's baseball season, I'm going to Baltimore to see the O's. I'm going to see the Nats. 
basketball, obviously my whiz, you know, and then the commanders in football season and XFL, you know, the DC defenders, I'm always watching them. So I've gone through every ticket company. And to me, game time is the best and most convenient one because you shouldn't have to worry about anything when you buy tickets to your next event. Game time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports and music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Now, you can see the view from your seat before you buy it, which is big, man, because there are good and there are some bad seats that you can get, especially in baseball, load hammers. But all in prices show your total upfront. So you know what you get. You know you're getting a great deal, but all the without all the hidden fees, which gets me every time. So buy tickets in seconds with two taps, and you're ready to rock. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it's the best place to find last minute seats. So all you gotta do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply though. And again, create an account and redeem. Code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, Gary. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Indeed. And thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we are going to do a recap of the Wizards, hopefully victory over the Philadelphia 76ers. So we are going to go live tomorrow night. So definitely tune in and rock with your boys, man. So um, before we get into the question of Denny and whether he could be a consistent third option for this team. Uh, looking at some some veterans, man. And obviously, look, we know um, what to expect from Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzman. And now, they look decent. Kyle Kuzman, 22 points. But we already know how it is with efficiency. Eight for 19 for the field, four for nine for three. And Jordan Poole, 19 points, 28 minutes played. Six assists, though. But uh, eight for 14 for the field and three for four for three. So he had a better showing tonight. But um, or that night, but uh, Tyus Jones, um, he's kind of the fire has went out a little bit with him. Um, 24 minutes play, but he only seven points and five assists. So, um, E, is this kind of consistent with what you expect from the three guys? Yeah, it, it is. Um, unfortunately, and it, it's 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 a little disappointing because you know we we expect a lot of from, from Jordan Poole and. And and to be fair to Jordan Poole, yesterday or Friday night wasn't one of his wor- one of his worst games so far. I mean, we've seen him, you know, the Shaq and Fool against the Celtics. So I thought he was a little bit more focused and more locked in. Uh, you know, the third quarter, I start, I thought he started to heat up a little bit. I uh, had a solid first quarter too, as well. Um, but just overall, you know, it, it hasn't been, um, you know, what we thought it was going to be coming in. You know, the comparisons to being the next James Harden on the Rockets or, you know, just being the most improved player. And it's still early. I think he is adjusting to becoming, you know, a number one option on the team or a number two option on the team or becoming a leader. So I think he has a long way to go in that aspect. Uh, and Kuzma, yeah, I thought, he, I thought he played pretty well. Four for nine from the three, 22 points. I thought he got to the basket as well. I thought he started off pretty hot as, uh, as, as the whole team started off really hot in that first quarter. Um, but, yeah, Gafford, once again, he gets in foul trouble. He had five fouls. 
I thought one of the fouls was a terrible call. I think it was off of a rebound or something like that. It might have been an illegal screen or a rebound or something. It was ridiculous. That was a terrible call. Then after that, they kept giving the ball to Bam on a bio, as they should, and they, they went to the paint and scored very easily. Uh, as we get to see, you know, we're finding out how important Gafford is. Not finding out. We've been doing this before the season started that they should have signed another center. But, uh, yeah, when Gafford goes out, it's just a layup line out there. It's just – it really is. <laughs> uh, somebody else – somebody commented about DeLon. We'll talk about DeLon a little bit later. I, I – I, he 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 had a rough game. He was 0 for three. Um, he he just hasn't been as impactful as he was. The the best game he's had so far is the Grizzlies game. And you talked about Shamet too. He's not really, if he's not making threes, then there's really, you know, he's not going to do anything else. He's not really yeah. going to defend well. He's not going to rebound. He's not going to really pass well. He's just a one dimensional player. He's a one trick pony, kind of like Bertans was. And then just think about Pat Bowman Jr. It's interesting that, you know, he didn't get to play. I I haven't really seen him play at all. This season, so we'll see if he is going to be on the G League team or if he's going to stay on the roster. We'll see what happens in that situation. Um, and the Mescala, once again, he's just provides no resistance. Um, opposing centers can do whatever they feel like doing to Mescala, and uh, he, he doesn't provide much physicality out there. He can shoot the three, but that's about it with him as well. And then Gallo can barely move. So, yeah, it's the same script every game. Uh, you know what you're getting. You're going to get some up and down moments from Poole and Kuzma. And uh, as far as Wes, the third quarters, we just don't make adjustments. And I, I don't 100% blame West because the roster just is not uh, – it's probably one of the worst rosters in the league as we're seeing <laughs> right now. Yeah. But, yeah, we just don't get out to shooters. Duncan Robinson hitting four threes. Guys knocking down wide open threes. We just don't – we don't know our personnel. We're letting we're letting shooters get a wide open threes. And that's the big difference right there too. So, uh, we don't get back on defense either. And that's been some problems under West Hansel Jr. as well. So, um, yes, the roster isn't great, but West doesn't help it either. And but we know that what the goal is is to get the best pick in the draft. So like 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 we keep saying, we we don't really we don't look at it as wins and losses anymore. We just look at it how the young guys are developing, and that's just the way we're gonna look at this season. So yes, it's 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 like we're watching the same game over and other than the Memphis game, it's basically been the same script over and over. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Same script, man. It's like it's a sitcom out there, man. You you know to expect every episode, man. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um, before I get on the veterans, man, I, I didn't mention Bilal Kulabali. Um, um I, I felt like he had a decent performance, man. Uh, nine points, three rebounds, three assists, uh, one for two from three and four for five from the field. So um it's not his usual defensive game that we expect from Bilal, but you know, I thought that he looked decent, man. Um, but looking at the vets, you know, you know, <laughs> you know what to expect from Kuz. And Poole, man, a lot of shot attempts. Uh, efficiency can be an issue. Now, looking at Jordan Poole, Vichy was a little better, man. 8 for 14, 3 for 4 from 3, uh, 6 assists. So, you know, you got people, you know, he, he set up in, um, a couple guys. You know, he, he did better with, you know, finding opportunities for assists. But, um, you know, Tyus, you know, I, I need more, man. You know, you, if you want to be that starter, I need more. I need more than that. You know, I'm not expecting – I mean, as, as far as the points, it's kind of what I expect. Around ten points a game. I'm not really expecting him to be, you know, light up the, the stat sheet when it comes to points. But um, I need more, man. I really do. Five assists, you know, it, it's it's all right. But <laughs> I need more for him to be that point guard of the future, man. Because I th- I really think that he's auditioning for that position. Because Jordan Poole ain't ready yet to be that point guard of the future. So we definitely need to see what we got in Tyus Jones, man. But um, what was I going to say? I'm not Gafford. Lord have mercy. That look, Gafford was getting cooked like a hot pocket, man. Like, <laughs> Bam Adebayo do whatever he wanted to do, man. And it's just I, that's going to be the mo this year, man. I mean, Gafford. I don't. Um, and 
I guess we can kind of talk about it now, man. Gaff and DeLong Wright have not looked good this year. Um, Gaff just, I don't know, man. He, help me. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's the future. I, you know, Gaff, you know, first year in extension. Bam on the bio. Yeah, I don't, I believe, what is Bam? Like six, nine, six, ten. He's not a yeah, seven footer. Yeah, he's a, he's a smaller, you know, as far as centers, man. He's a, he's athletic and he has that mid range, but. Lord have mercy. I mean, what center league can Gaff really hold his own against, man? Like, he just looked like he was just so overmatched. I mean, Bam Adebayo did whatever he wanted to do, man. And I just don't think this is hopeful in the future. I don't, I don't know if he's at the center, starting center, man. We, you know, whether we go in the draft or we make a move to get one. But like you said, this center position, this rotation of center, man, is scary. It's just scary, and not, it's just it ain't looking good because Mike Muscala ain't too much better. It's just it. it Every game just reminds me why we didn't go get another center, man. You know, because rebound is going to be an issue all year. You know, people are going to attack the paint with reckless abandonment all year long because they know that's the weak point. So, yeah, looking at Gaff is another underwhelming game. Again, he gets in foul trouble. You know, there's no discipline. You know, you falls for St. Paul fakes. Um, it's just it, you getting what you get. And this is what the <laughs> – so I, I don't know what to say about Gaff anymore, man. You know, hopefully he can step it up. I mean, we got a lot of games to go, so he's got plenty of opportunities to do so. But like you said, uh, another veteran, we already mentioned it, man, uh, Shamet. I, again, I, I I would DMP him. Just because he's here doesn't mean he got to play. I mean, if you you got to contribute in other ways, man. You know, 0 for 2, you're non-existent on the, on the defensive end. You know, he's got a DMP. You know, we need to get Johnny Davis those minutes. And I just, I, I'm not giving a guy 15 minutes to chuck a couple of threes and then stand out there and wave your hands. Nah, you need to be productive. So I don't know what the future is as far as where he, his place in the rotation is, man. Uh, Wes has got a full job ahead of him trying to find minutes for everybody. But to me, if I'm head coach, man, I'm DMP because I don't, I don't see the value. You know, like you said, when the shot's hitting, you know, it's good. But if it's not, he's non-existent on the, on the floor. So um, moving on real quick before we get into the second. Oh, what half. I will say, yeah, oh, yeah, what I will say about Landry Schmidt. Yeah, I, I 110% agree with you. You look at the Suns. I mean, Bradley Bill hasn't played a game yet. Devin Booker just missed another game. <laughs> Should we call the Suns and try to get – well, they, they already gave up so many picks to us anyway, so they probably don't have any ammo or any picks to give us. But, you know, I was going to say to call them to get a second-round pick or something just to get something for Schmidt. But you, you may – we probably will end up getting a second-round pick for him. I don't think – it's either that or a buyout. Same thing with Gallo. Gallo most likely will end in a buyout, in my opinion. I don't see anybody oh, yeah. trading for him. But yeah, I was just gonna make a joke that maybe the Suns need him back uh, <laughs> because Bradley Bill hasn't even played a game yet, and Devin Booker barely plays. I'm like, look, people know how I feel about. It. I ain't saying about Bill, man. I'm, 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 I'm done talking about <laughs> Bill, man. But you know, the age. That's you know, maybe you know that that's crazy because maybe they saw something in that, and that's why they made that deal because it, it's mm. and you know. It's just it's it's ironic that we make that deal and then he has the back issues, man. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe they saw something as far as his health, man, and made that move. You know, I think that might have had a lot to do with it because it's hard to pay somebody with back issues who hadn't played yet fifty million dollars. So that's all to Phoenix, man. Appreciate you. So yeah. um, moving on real quick, man. Um, the question for UE and for everybody in the chat, man: Are you guys ready to say that Denny Avia is that third option, or do you need to see more? Yeah, I think he is. Um, let me just look at the, the box score from last night, too. I don't want to just judge it off that, but I want to see him be a gr- more aggressive. I want to see him take more shots. I still think he's a little – I wouldn't say passive, but now I, I love that he's not thinking too much. He he He's looking at the defense, survey, surveying the defense, just getting it going. He's very decisive where before you see him think a little too much. 
out there. But yeah, I mean, you know, the two guys, Kuzma and Poole, they're going to get up at least twenty, four, at least fourteen or fifteen shots per game, uh, bare minimum. Because Poole only shot the ball fourteen times, and they waved the white flag. West waved the white flag. Kuzma shot the ball nineteen times, and West waved the white the white flag. So if it was a competitive game. Kuzma might have fooled around and got 25 to 30 shots up last uh, on Friday night. So uh, Denny got up eight shots, and he was the third. He he shot the ball the third most out of everybody. Tyus got up five shots. So yeah, I, I want to see Denny's shot volume go up. I want to see. I, I finally, I want to see a competitive game. Just how they play without waving the white flag. I've just seen the white flag be waved so much. But to answer your question, I'm sorry I went on a long tangent. Um, yeah, let 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 some of these young guys play and let Denny. Uh, blossom a little bit because he's he's this is the most I'm like he when he was he was super confident when he was turbo but I do want to see him get more shots up I'll say that I want to see him get some more shots up and get some more volume up so yeah I, I do think he is the third out is really between him and Tyus right now yeah I agree you know I love what I see from Denny um I, I think he needs to solidify himself as that third option by being more aggressive bring that dog out man start attacking the paint you know, let those shots go, man. Definitely. I want to see more, uh, but I've loved what I see from Denny. So I definitely think he's a third option, maybe even a second. Because if you look at, you know, Poole and, and Kuzma, how they tend to have these good and bad games, you know, when they're good to good, when they're bad to bad. So I definitely think if one of them struggles, he can definitely come in and be that second score. So um, I just, you know, definitely, guys, let me know how you guys feel in the chat um, and comment below um, if you think Denny is that third option, maybe the second. We'll see. But we are going to do a um, preview real quick for the 76ers game, and we're going to talk to you guys at the end like we always do before we do. Tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Now, I did a couple bets tonight. Um, I did a parlay, and it was, uh, I think it was Joe Mixon plus uh, 50 yards rushing, and it was Joe Burrow 275. So we'll see, man, because Cincinnati's all over the place, man. So <laughs> I, I, we'll, we'll definitely see. But Look, you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Trying to tell you, right now, new customers get $150 bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, I'm trying to tell you, man, there's no better time to get in on action than joining right now. Not tomorrow, not next week. Just go ahead and do it right now because it's easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, and a lot more. So definitely visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We appreciate y'all, man. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to do a recap, a live recap of the Wizards game against the 76ers and the City of Brotherly Love. So definitely tune in for that. So um, preview real quick for Philadelphia um, I guess we'll because uh, we're looking at time real quick, man. Um, what is one key, or I, I guess rather, e, um, what is that key guy for the Wizards uh, going against Philly? That's a, that's a tough question because it's it. I don't think it can be one guy. I, I, I'll I'll say what I have to say and then I'll answer the question. 
you're going up against Joel Embiid. So they're just going to have to double team smartly because Wes will double, but he just feels like he doesn't double the right way. Like he'll just show the double and then Joel Embiid will just find an open shooter. We just double just to double. You know, they need a double with a person. Are they going to double when he puts the ball on the floor? You know, are they going to aggressively trap and somebody rotate? Like, you know, how, how are they going to do it? So we're, we're only going to read, like, one or two comments. But Kelly Oubre has been a guy that certainly has been putting on a tear. <laughs> Bullets Nation, DMV for life. You know, yeah, me man. and Brandon talked about it before the show. Kelly Oubre, the former wizard, has just been on a, on a tear uh, lately. So they're going to have to throw a lot of bodies at him. They, they just don't have the guys. Muscala, Gallo, Gafford. I mean, Gafford's going to be in foul. It probably will be in foul trouble. We'll say over, under within the first quarter. So, yeah, it, it, it could be a long night once again. Uh, they got Maxi. I mean, they have so many guys that, that can hurt the Wizards. It, Tobi- even Tobias Harris, um, Maxi, Melton. Uh, who else is, is, is on their roster? Yeah, they, they got a lot of guys that can certainly hurt the Wizards for sure very easily and quickly. But, um, yeah, to answer your question, I'm going to say uh, – this is a tough one. <sighs> I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm go <laughs> with bad, yeah. I know I know. If I had to just say one person, for them to win, Kuzma's probably gonna have to have a big game. He yeah. usually when we beat the Sixers, he usually has big games. So because he had that big block on Joel Embiid that one game where we beat them. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Kuzma, but really really Gafford too. How does he defend uh, Embiid? He's gonna get in foul trouble quickly. So I, I'll I'll take the easy one and just say Gafford. <laughs> Oh Lord have mercy. Man, look, Gap about to get it, man. And B about to get it to him, man. I'm just trying to tell you, man. Uh I I'ma say Denny. I'm a reason for that, for the reasons we already kind of put out there. Uh being that option, man. And obviously, look, if I'm Philly, I'm definitely centering a lot of my defense on Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzman trying to shut them down. So who who are the guys to step up? You know, Denny is that guy that I'm looking to step up offensively. Um Maybe Tyus Jones, you know, he's got to step up, you know, but that's why we've been asking that question all year. You know, who's going to emerge as that third and fourth option? Because, you know, with with uh, Kuzma and Poole, high usage, low efficiency, they're going to get the shots up, they're going to get the points up, but it comes at the expense of a lot of shot attempts. So when they're on, they're on. When they're off, they're off. So who are these guys who are going to emerge to pick up the slack? And I'm looking at, you know, obviously Denny, and he's been doing a great job, but, you know, Tyus is in there too. So, yeah, um. I'm not gonna get into predictions. I'm pretty sure we both <laughs> know that it's just gonna it's gonna get ugly, man. You know, in the in the paint, and B is gonna do. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna style. He's gonna put that work in, man. That's all I can say. In the most positive way. Gaffer's got his hands full, man. Because MB, you know, he's carrying a lot of weight with the departure of uh, James Harden, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, Tyrus Maxey. You know, they're looking at him to be the guy, but it's gonna get ugly in the paint. It really is. So I think we both can agree. It's, it's looking like it's gonna be a 76ers victory. But hopefully, hey, look. Hopefully the Wiz kids, they prove us wrong, man. Play with some heart, and who knows, man. We say it in football all the time, right? Any given Sunday. So any night in the NBA, man, you know, mm-hmm. so, hey, people have off nights, so you never know. So we're, we're going to go ahead. And uh, I guess before we get into a couple comments, because um, we get up there around 30 minutes right now, mm-hmm. but um, injuries, man, uh, we were talking about before the show, Denny oh, yeah. uh, uh Kispert, and Gafford all dealing with left ankle injuries. So, um. That's kind of that's something to kind of, kind of keep in mind, everybody. That you know, you very well could see Denny out. So it's gonna, you know, injuries wise, we'll see, and we'll definitely give you guys the um, any information when it comes to injuries at game time. So let's get into some comments. Let's see. 
Yeah, Bill's Nation says if he's going to drop 40 and Gafford and start a live stream after the game, like everything is fine and dandy. Somebody said he started a live stream. I don't know how true that is. So I, I, I'm not going to comment on that. I don't know if he did or not. So <laughs> 40. Uh, somebody else commented and said 35. Stuart O'Flaherty. Oh, oh, I think he's talking about Embiid saying he's going to have 35, 20, and 6. That certainly is possible. It certainly is. Oh, I mean, look. I mean, if we're going off performances, man, I mean, Embiid is top-tier center. He's going to – I mean, if, if, if Ben Abayo – oh, Lord. And Abayo, man, can do that much damage. I mean, Embiid is going to – it's going to be ugly. I mean, I hate to say it, but let's be real. Let's be realist. I mean, Embiid's going to – he's going to shut that paint down, man. He's going to he's gonna give it a gaff, man. So, um, let's see. Stuart O'Flaherty said – oh, go, oh, my bad. Uh, Michael Pev said, for Denny to get more shots, you got to play more. Wesson so Jr. playing him under 24 minutes per game. I mean, you know, I agree. I definitely think he needs more minutes. Um, as far as minutes distribution, he should be the third highest as far as minutes, in my opinion, because his offensive game's coming along. What do you think? He- yeah, I, I think Wes has a script of, of the rotation, too. I think, honestly, there's a script of how these games go, I think. And Wes, Wes has had a script uh, back in the, the year where we had Bill and Dinwiddie Montrose Harrell. It looked like he had a script of that rotation as well. But uh, it looks like, yeah, the script is he'll give Denny 24 minutes, Kuz about 20, 25, 30 minutes, and same thing with Poole. And then uh, if Poole does a Shaq in the full moment, then he'll bench him like he did that one game where he threw it off the backboard. And we'll just wave the white flag with eight minutes to go. And then he's like, okay, let's put Eugene in. Let's put the young guys in. So Wes has a script. He doesn't really deviate from it. He doesn't really change much unless something drastic happens uh, as far as or an injury happens unless he's really forced to. So he, he doesn't really like change, honestly. So, uh, yeah, right now, I don't know if Danny's on a minute restriction, but it looks like he has him at that 25-minute mark. But the game script has just been a blowout. So it's like he's not going to play 30 minutes in a blowout. He's going to sit him and basically sit the whole starters and let Rollins get 10 minutes, Johnny Davis 10 minutes. You know, So that, that's just been the same. That's why I'm hoping we get a competitive game because I, I want to see a rotation with a – a competitive game, not just the same old, oh, we're going to get blown out, and then we, you know, just play guys 20 minutes here, and then the young guys get to play. So uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Yeah, I agree. And I'm looking at a lot of comments, man. Everybody get on Gav about um, – Yeah, take time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, did did you see it? Yeah, man. <laughs> you know. saw it? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it is true. Okay. <laughs> yeah, check it out today, man. It's like, uh, you know, you look priorities, man. Priorities, I'm just saying. But uh, Muhammad Worthington says, uh, Daniel Gaffer cares more about TikTok and streaming the basketball. Oh, I mean, wow. you know, it, it, I'll say this, man. You know, when you're in the public eye, man, you got to be about <laughs> the people going to get on you about that. So, I know. Look, I'm just trying to be optimistic there, Desan, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know we're going to lose. I'm just trying to be optimistic, man. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> right, yeah. All right, this is the last thing I'll say before we wrap it up. So the last couple of games, and B has played the Wizards. He had uh, 34 and 8. December 27, he had 48 points and 10 boards. This um, February 2nd, 2022, he had 27 points and 14 boards. January 17, 2022, he had 32 points and 8 boards. Uh, December 26, he had 36 points and 13 boards. So he usually he gets around that 25 point mark and a couple of boards. He had 48, goodness gracious, on, on December 27th. So, so we'll see, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see if he gets around that. 
Yeah, Ho- we hopefully they can hold. Ho- hopefully they can hold them under thirty. I think I think the bar is holding them under thirty. What's that tell you, man? When you when you're, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, when you're just hoping to keep somebody under thirty, man, it's just not a good look in the center position, uh, man. So, um, again, we're gonna go ahead and cut it. Uh, a lot of good comments, man. Um, so definitely appreciate everybody showed up tonight. We got forty-seven, so um, definitely appreciate everybody tonight, man. So, uh, one more. Uh, mm. Bullets Nation said it's true. Ed, laugh out loud. He said the Wizards are going to be the 2024 NBA champions. Oh Lord! Um, a fan asked him. Oh my! Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and end on that note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, tomorrow hell to night, the commanders, though. Hell to the commanders. Hey, hell to the commanders. Good victory tonight. You got it, baby. They look. Now I'm there just trying go. to tell you that That's is. It. Look, a win's a win, man. We can look. We're getting back to five. We're trying to get back to five hundred, man. So. Definitely a good victory today, hail to the commanders. But appreciate you guys, man. Again, tomorrow night we will do be in, uh be doing a live recap of see, look, saw it, man. I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all, man. Um, so tomorrow night we're gonna do a live recap of the Sixers game tomorrow night. So definitely tune in. But I appreciate everybody tonight. And hail to the commanders and oh, and hail to the wizards. Yes, sir. And peace. See you guys next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.